This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Many years ago, I was uh, at the Reynard Bonke Fire Conference, I think it was in 1986, at the showgrounds or somewhere. I was a very new believer. I decided to go to the fire conference. I was very happy to be there. I remembered the story because I went to the last fire conference that was held last year in Lagos, Nigeria, which was the last farewell fire conference for Reynard Bonker in Africa and his final farewell crusade on the continent of Africa. And then I remembered I was the first one and the last one. And Pastor Bonnie was leading the worship. She had a different hair makeup. Those years was very different. And uh, I was a new believer. Reynard Bonke had a big tent, a 34,000 seater. I think it was being rededicated or something because the other one had been bent down. And Kenneth Copeland was preaching that particular night when I came in. He was dedicating the tent. So I came in very late. I was just a little nobody from nowhere. I came into the tent. At the end of the message, uh, Brother Copeland began to prophesy. He used to prophesy quite a bit then. So when he was in our church, I told him, you need to start prophesying again. So he pointed towards me at the back. And I knew it had nothing to do with me because then my father, who has is, is been gone, but he used to drink quite a lot of uh, beer. And I knew God would never speak to the son of somebody who is a drunkard. So there was no way he was talking to me. But then he said, I say to you, black, a black man, I'm sending you to the nations. And you will go. And so I, I was hearing this prophecy. I knew this prophecy was for somebody whose father was a bishop maybe. A businessman, maybe an apostle, but not me. So, and when I came into the tent, the ushers looked at me. They didn't even greet me because, I mean, there was nothing to greet. So I came in, I sat down. And so I went home in Chitungwiza. That's where I used to stay then. There was a river... Uh, the Hunyani River, I used to go there and pray and fast the whole day. So I was praying, I was trying to hear the voice of God. Somebody said, if you want to hear the voice of God, shut everything else. So I was by the river, prayed for two hours maybe, and then I was lying on a rock and trying to hear the voice of God, trying to shut every thought. I was only 19 years old. So, uh, and I had so many thoughts. So in trying to shut out every thought, I fell asleep by the river. So when I fell asleep, I had a dream. In the dream, the Lord Jesus came to me and said, I spoke to you in the tent. And in my dream, you can't believe this, I said, no way. <laughs> in my dream, I had so much unbelief in my dream. I said, how can you speak to me? My father, when my father was living what they called the beer hole, I would walk maybe 50 meters away from him to make sure he gets home safe. 
I said, how could you speak to me? My father drinks a lot of beer. He's a drunkard. You can't speak to your son of a drunkard. He said, yeah, I spoke to you. And he said, this is the proof. When you go to where I'm sending you, every one of the people who were on the platform will meet you in the country I'm sending you to. So I woke up, went home, put it on a piece of paper. There was Raynan Bonke. There was Benson Idahosa, a preacher from Nigeria. There was Kenneth Copeland. And there was Lauren Cunningham. He lives in America now, but Cunningham is a very British name. So anyway, I said, okay, if that happens, that's, that's good for me. So I went to Ukraine. And when I was in Ukraine, I'll cut the story very short. Every one of these four people came to Ukraine and I shook their hand. The last one I shook was Reynard Bonke. So when I shook his hand, I said, let's take this picture because this is the final hand the Lord told me. So when God gives you a word, it will come to pass. Can you say amen? Never give up. The title of my message, I love Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie. And uh, they didn't know me much when I left for Ukraine. Uh, I used to joke with Pastor Tom that when I left for Ukraine, I tried to get to him to tell him I'm going to Ukraine. Can you bless me? And one of the ushers didn't allow me to do so. So I said, Mr. Asher, can I do it? Just one minute thing? He said, no. So I left. And I, I think I flew out three days later or four days later. So it was many years later. I came back and I told him the story. He was looking for the Asher, but I didn't remember the Asher. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Well, the title of my message is The Making of a Man, Woman, Church, family on God's mission. The making of a man, the making of a church, the making of a family on God's mission. We are all born to do something. When we get born again, what's the reason for us to be born again? Many people say to go to heaven. Allow me to disagree with you. Yes, we will go to heaven. We will go to heaven. But the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 7, that when somebody dies, the body goes to the ground and the spirit goes back to God who gave it. So where did our spirit come from? From heaven. So, if we came from heaven to be born again, to go back to heaven. That's where we came from. So that, we will go to heaven. Oh, thank God we will go to heaven. Can you say amen? amen. But if we came from heaven to the earth to be in our body, and then we go back to heaven, there must have been another reason why God would allow our spirits to come and be born within a body. And that reason is what I call the God-given mission that you were supposed to accomplish, the reason why you were born. I call that the heaven mission, 
God's mission for you. Every one of us has a mission from God. You are not an accident. God didn't cough or sneeze one day. Oh, oh, I made Henry. What do I do with him now? God had a mission for you. Can you say, I have a mission from God. Now, when I say you have a mission, I don't mean you are a pastor, prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist. You don't have to be one of these five to be on a mission from God. You can be a doctor. You can be a teacher. You can be a lecturer. You can be anything. But you have a God-given mission. And the day you die, you'll give an account for that mission. I remember hearing one time, somebody said, an old man was dying in the hospital, surrounded by his family, the kids, the wife, everybody. And they were saying, oh, we'll miss you. And then through the door, very loudly, in came his mission, his gifts, his abilities that he never used. They jumped into the hospital, came to his bedside and said, now you are dying. God sent us to be fulfilled only through you. Now you are dying and we are dying together with you. Do you know what the Bible says? God sends his word and it doesn't go back to God until it is done. The conclusion is every word, mission that God speaks, one day it will go back to God to give a report. I wonder what report it will give about you. I wonder. My desire is when I die, my mission, the gifts, everything that God designed to be in my life, they will be rejoicing together with me. We will be going back to heaven. And the mission of God will give an account that Henry was in Zimbabwe at Action 2018. And he preached his heart out. You have a mission from God. If you don't do it, it will die. Don't allow God's mission for you to die. Can you say amen? amen? Pastor Henry, we live in Zimbabwe. Things are hard. That's why you have the mission from God. It specializes in hard places. It specializes in difficult places. It specializes with the impossibilities. When I went to the Reynard Bonke Crusade Fire Conference, I was a nobody. Zero. But the mission came. And when God's mission comes, then nobody becomes the man of God. Then nobody can do the impossible. God's mission on your life has the power and ability of God on it. Fulfill your mission. The Apostle Paul was a man on a mission. You know, Paul initially didn't like the Jesus group 
He really did not like it. So after Jesus died, was risen from the dead, Paul went about persecuting the church. His start was very bad. But he ended up being a general of the church. Conclusion. Well, I love to give conclusions to every one of my points because I'm an engineer. So, (laughs) you can start very low. You can start very far. It doesn't matter where you start. When that mission comes on your life, it doesn't matter if you had minus 1,000 degrees Celsius. When the mission comes, it takes you to the highest point possible. Can you say amen? You are the most powerful in your mission. I'm standing here before you. Don't feel sorry for me. This is my mission. I'm doing what I'm called to do. And I feel so happy to be doing it. I don't try too hard to do it. It just works out. Can you say amen? You are most powerful in your mission. You are the weakest out of your mission. You know, I've had people want to kill me many, many times. I was in one country one time. A guy came to assassinate me with a gun. And I was preaching. I told everybody when I finished my message, I said, everybody, close your eyes. And I had the worship team playing. And everybody closed their eyes. And this guy who was supposed to assassinate me said, this is the easiest target I've ever had. He's closing his eyes, forcing everybody to close their eyes. I'll just get there, shoot him. But what he didn't know was, on a, on my, in my mission, I'm too powerful for the gun. He said, when he tried to stand up, it was in the wintertime, snow everywhere, to come and shoot me, a hand hit him, and he fell on the floor. He looked around, there was nobody. He got up again, and this big hand hit him. And he fell on the floor. He looked around. And then this big hand put fire in his hair and on his jacket. So he was trying to put off fire. There was no fire, but he thought there was fire on it. So he realized he can't put off the fire in two two fronts at the same time. So he removed his jacket, concentrating on the hair. And when he removed the jacket, the gun that was in the jacket fell off. And it drifted all the way to the feet of an usher. And then that's when the fire went off. When you're in your mission, don't worry. Everything is okay. You are the most powerful in your mission. The best thing you can do, find your mission from God. Can you say amen? So how did Paul get into his mission? Number one, that's how you get in. Paul, he was soul. I will mention some of these scriptures. I don't have too much time, so I won't be able to read most of them. There are two kinds of Christianities. Three kinds, rather. The cultural is the Christianity that goes with our culture. It could be European culture, American culture, Zimbabwean culture. No difference. That's a very, a very weak Christianity. Intellectual Christianity. And traditional Christianity. But soul when he was persecuting the church, it says in Acts chapter 9, in Acts chapter 9, Saul was persecuting the church on his way to Damascus. A light was shining 
He fell on the ground, stood up. He said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. You are persecuting me. Number one, the most powerful thing you need for you to be the man on God's mission or the church on God's mission is what I call revelation. Can you say with me, revelation? The, this conference is called as it is in heaven. Heaven is downloaded into your life through the revelation that comes from God. The only way heaven comes to you is through the revelation that comes from God. No revelation, you live traditionally, culturally, intellectually, you'll never see the manifestation of heaven in your life. The download of heaven, the virtues of heaven, they come through revelation. Can you say revelation? Once more, revelation. Saul, who is a pagan, persecuting the church, how did he change? He got revelation from God. Revelation number one is the revelation of his word. Can you say the word of God? Once more, let's say the word of God. The word of God is so important. We need the revelation of the word of God. And that means what God is saying now. A man or a church cannot fulfill the mission of God if we live by the revelation of 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. We need to hear what God is saying now. Can you say now? Can you say now? When Pastor Bonnie was trying to find out how many of you were here in the 80s, most of you were not even born. So that revelation was for those guys. Now today, we need revelation for these guys. It's a different time. It's a different Zimbabwe. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different everything. We always need the now word from God. The power for now is in the now word from God. The ability to be to have a breakthrough is in the revelation for the now. If you are living in the old revelations, you may find yourself out of the trend of God. Can you say amen? We need the revelation of God's word. Number two, when Saul of Tarsus was walking down the road, he said, who are you? And the Lord Jesus said, I'm Jesus. Number two, we need a revelation of God himself. I love what he says in Numbers 23 verse 19. In Numbers 23 verse 19, the Bible says, God is not a man. Many people equate God to their father, equate God to some people. God is not a man. He's not. That means the limitations that men have, he doesn't have. God is not a man that he should lie. Number one, 
Number two, God is faithful. Can you say, God is faithful? Number three, God is powerful. Can you say, God is powerful? I was driving down the road, going to a conference in Ukraine. It was raining. I was going very fast. I don't like slow speed. In Zimbabwe, I would need to stay slow because the road, they help the police. We went onto a bridge, very slippery. We were going 160 kilometers an hour, and we slipped from the bridge. We fell 12 meters from the bridge. So we're rolling in the air. The car hit from behind. So the back seats came all the way to the front seats. And then we began rolling. We rolled, I think, 60 meters. And I thought that was the end. So I decided, let me call on the name of Jesus. It was a flash thought. I said, Jesus! And the car stopped. So my eyes were closed. So when I said, Jesus, the car stopped. I turned my head and my very big Zimbabwean nose almost crashed a tree. In other words, if the car had rolled once more, my head was going to be bashed against the tree. But when I said, Jesus, the car stopped. I remember when the police came, they said, where are the people who were in the car? I said, we are. I said, no, 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 we mean the guys who were in the car. I said, I'm the guy who was in the car. So they looked at me. He said, that's impossible. I said, you are right. That's what God does. He's not a man. He's powerful. He's not limited. He's faithful. God loves you. God is on your side. Say, God loves me. God is on my side. God wants my success. God is not a man. He is God. Paul had a revelation and encounter with God. Number three, we need a revelation of what God is doing now. Not just what he's saying, but what he's doing. The reason why you find people from the 80s who were at their peak of their ministry in the 80s they encounter new ministries in the 2000s. And there's a clash of understanding. It's sometimes, I'm not saying always, but sometimes it's because what God is doing now is not what he did in the 60s, in the 50s. So if you want to be a man on God's mission, you want to be a church, on God's mission, a family. You need to realize what God is doing now. If you don't get what God is doing now, and what God is doing now for you can be different 
from what God is doing now for me. What God is doing now for this ministry can be different from what God is doing now for another ministry. The main thing is get what God is doing now for you, through you. What's your mission now? Revelation is important. When we don't have any revelation from God, we become stale like a fruit that used to be fresh. But now it's not as edible as it used to be. Revelation keeps you current with heaven. Can you say amen? Revelation keeps you in line with what God is doing. Stay in the revelation that God has given you. Can you say amen? Martha said, well, I know that if he had come earlier, Lazarus was going to be alive. So Jesus said, okay, but I am, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, she said, oh no, I know he will. She was trying to push God to the past or to the future. The miracles, the power, the success is in the now. When you get hold of God now, you are where you need to be. Oh, I'm going to be praying for people in two years. Tell me, will God be more powerful two years from now? Will God be more powerful 10 years from now? If it depends on God, he's already powerful now. There's nothing to wait for. He's already powerful. He's already alive. He's already moving. You don't have to wait for 10 years to come. He's powerful now. You don't have to be healed in the evening. He's a healer now. You don't have to wait for 10 years from now, I'll be fasting and God will touch me. You can be touched now. God is the God of the now. Can you say amen? Oh, pastor, I think God has called me and I want to get ready. I think in five years. Why don't you start now? Number two, not only do we need revelation, if we want to be people of God's mission, we need to remove all the hindrances that may hinder us from moving. I think when people say, I'm going to get ready, the biggest thing is they have many hindrances in them. Now, in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 10, Paul said, uh, all the things that I had, I forsook them. I considered them but dung for the sake of knowing Christ and being found in him. In other words, Paul was not an empty man. He was very educated. He had so many capabilities, so many abilities, so many advantages. And he said, all these, I count them but dung. I am removing them as the main focus of my life. I'm not throwing them away, but now they're not the main focus because they will hinder me from getting to know him. 
So many people have so many hindrances in their lives. You need to remove them. The only way you can remove the hindrances is when you value them more than the hindrances. When you value your calling, your mission more than the other stuff, then you can let them go. If you value them more than him, you cannot let them go. So if you allow people to love Jesus, to fall in love with Jesus, they'll let go of so many things. Because now for the sake of knowing and staying in fellowship with Jesus, they want to let go of so many, so many things. There are three kinds of hindrances. Number one, the hindrances in your thinking, in your heart, and in your mindset. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, the Bible says, Love not the world and all that is in the world. Then it gives an explanation what the world is. is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, Paul had difficulties with the last one. Because he said, even though I am an Israelite of Israelites, I'm a Pharisee. I mean, I have all these. But he had to struggle with that. The pride of life. The pride of life will not allow heaven to operate through you freely. If you allow the pride of life, which is the arrogance, the pride of self, the boasting, the desire to be esteemed above other people, the pushing down of others in order to go above, that pride of life can cripple a whole church. It can cripple a whole ministry. It can cripple a whole family. It can cripple an anointed man of God. These hindrances, they have to go. If you want to be the man on the mission for God, get rid of all this stuff. I've met many guys whom I didn't like. I just shut my mouth. Because if I don't, real, I don't look very carefully, I may allow the pride of life to dictate to me what to say to them or about them. And eventually, I'm crippling myself, crippling my ministry, crippling my church, crippling my mission, crippling everything that I have. Never allow the pride of life to come into your ministry, to come into your midst. It will paralyze you. You will do everything right, zero results. That's why it's very important. Paul had to say, I count everything but dung. That's why the Bible says, you see somebody is happy, be happy with them. Somebody's crying, cry together with them. Don't fight them, be happy with them. Don't be happy because they are crying, cry with them. Be compassionate. Anybody can say Amen. What I'm preaching this morning is what I call the now word for today. I was praying last night in the hotel and the Lord said, speak this. I said, Lord, this is not my usual revelation. He said, go on these lines. That's what I want you to say. 
the pride of life can shortcut a powerful moving ministry and we need to chalk it so it is no place where we are anybody say amen, amen. the last one my time is fin getting finished hallelujah praise the how much do I have praise the Lord there's a time lady right here and hallelujah the last point because my time is do I have five minutes oh it's already done okay oh good I'm so rich I have ten minutes time is more precious than money be a man of action action 2018 if you want to be a man on a mission for God a church be a man a woman a church of action I love what Reinhard Bonke said he said I don't who is the fastest runner in Zimbabwe anybody knows so what do you know <laughs> who is the fastest runner in Zimbabwe okay Magusha wow that's a running name so Reynald Bonke says if you get Magusha to your house for breakfast you will never see he's a runner he'll be eating the fruits eating everything you don't see he's a runner you go to the shopping mall you can't see he's a runner but when you go to where they run then you say I think in Zimbabwe we say on your marks I think get ready and you should oh no in Zimbabwe we say go in some countries they should that's when you see the difference oh look at that guy how do you see the difference is when you become a man of action when you are sitting at home you never see what God has put in you you only see it when you go into action somewhere can you say amen so when Paul met Jesus the Lord Jesus didn't say go to Damascus you'll be told what to know he said you'll be told what to do the mission that God had for Paul was to do 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 be an action-minded person be an action-minded church be doers so Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 I run towards the goal he doesn't just do it he runs you have a mission run you have something to do run in Mark chapter 16 the Bible says go into all the world go can you say go can you say go can you say once more go many people they could have accomplished quite a bit a lot when I went to Ukraine there were many things against me there were more things against me than for me the only thing that was for me was God his calling and his anointing everything else was against me but when I realized 
I had these three things. I started going. People would shout at you. I would go to the streets and preach. One time I went to preach in the street. It was early in the morning. The only black man maybe in the, in the 10 square kilometers of where I was. A few people got saved. And one couple was on a honeymoon from Switzerland. They were standing there. They watched while I preached and prayed with people. I couldn't hold it. I had to preach. So after the message, they came to me and said, what's your name? I said, I'm Henry. I said, Henry, get these keys. We are from Switzerland. We are giving you a car. The Lord told us, when you go to Ukraine, if you find somebody preaching in the street, leave your car with him. And that was my first car many years ago. And I realized, wait a minute, everything is against me. But God actually sees what I'm doing. He actually knows I'm here. God, once in a while, will give you this stuff to help you to realize he knows you are there. So when you say be a man of action, what do you do? Number one, do what God told you to do. Number two, teach others and train them. Never have a gift from God, ability, and keep it to yourself. Always teach, train other people. Give away what you have. And send other people. A church is not a bank where we just take people's money and do nothing. The church, we send people out. We start other things. We start other ministries. We have more than 250 churches all over the world that we have planted from people raised in our church. We have to be a going, a moving church. Can you say amen? Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we are a people on a mission. A mission to fulfill God's mission. Thank you, Heavenly. Is that five minutes? Thank you. Sorry for asking. Thank you, Jesus. Let's raise our hands to That's good. I have so much time. Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, give us the atmosphere of heaven. Holy Spirit, come. Move among us. We are people on a mission. And we need an encounter with you. So I ask you, penetrate this atmosphere with an atmosphere of heaven. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Move to touch your people. Move to heal your people. Move to work miracles, signs and wonders among your people. Move to change lives. Move to bring the spirit of revelation. Move to empower the weak. To strengthen them. 
move in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your spirit that's among us. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the glory of God to fill this building, to fill this place. In the name of Jesus, let the cloud of glory come upon your people. I ask you in the name of Jesus, let your power, let your anointing, let your glory touch every one of us. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, touch your people, touch your people, touch your people. Lord, you told me that wherever I go, you will touch your people. So I ask you, Heavenly Father, touch your people. Touch them with your power. Touch them with your glory. Fill them with your anointing in the name of Jesus. I break every hindrance of the devil, every wall of demonic wall hindering this ministry. I break your power in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance in the lives of your people, I break them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the authority that comes from heaven. I nullify every work of the devil, every plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I speak a mighty breakthrough from heaven in the name of Jesus. I pull down the walls. I pull down the walls. I pull down the walls. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we ask you, we are people on a mission. Feel us for the mission. Feel us for the mission. Feel us for the mission. Feel the church for the mission. With your holy fire. With your holy fire. I pray. Let fire fall. Let fire fall. Let fire fall. Let the fire fall. They are men and women called for the mission of God. Empower them. Fill them in the name of Jesus. They are men and women. Their mission is dying. I speak life, 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 life in the name of Jesus. Father, there are churches that are dying. I speak life, life, life in the name of Jesus. You have been crying to God. Lord, anoint me. This is your moment. Raise your hands to Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, release your anointing upon your people release that anointing upon your people it's falling on you with power with power with power in the name of jesus father the anointing to grow 
They are anointing for multiplication. They are anointing for acceleration. They are anointing for miracles. They are anointing for healing the sick, for the resurrection of the dead. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I speak upon this ministry that bulldozer anointing coming into wild places and make a road in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus breaking through breaking through breaking through and Father I ask you in the name of Jesus the fire that you have put on my life that fire I pray that you release it upon your people. 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 Release it. The fire is falling. The fire is falling. The fire is falling on you. That fire, that fire, that fire, that fire. That fire! 30 years! Lord, what they did in 30 years, do in 3 years! In 3 years, I speak acceleration! Acceleration! The anointing for acceleration! For acceleration! For acceleration! What they did in 30 years, three years. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, I release that acceleration anointing, that acceleration for companies, acceleration for ministries, acceleration for life, for the release, that acceleration anointing. Release it, release it. Korama Sokoria, that acceleration anointing is falling on your life. Power. Power, power, power. This is a turning point. What you did in 30 years will be done in three years. Acceleration, 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 acceleration. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I pray for that one. You are calling to the nations. Just like you called me to the nations. I was a little nobody. So I pray in the name of Jesus. For men and women called to the nations. I pray, Lord, for your favor on them. Your protection. Your mighty hand upon them. For the nations. For the nations. In the name of Jesus, I pray for Pastor Tom. I pray for Pastor Bonnie. I pray for the whole leadership. That acceleration anointing, let it come upon them. That acceleration anointing, let it come upon them. With revelation from God, that acceleration anointing, let it come upon them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kondariyama sokomandoriyama sakamandoriya. 
There's a renewal going on. There's a rejuvenation. There's an empowering going on. There's a release of the gifts of the Spirit. There's a release on your life. The wall has been broken. The hindrance is gone. There's an empowering. There's an increasing. There's an empowering. There's an increasing. There's an empowering. There's an increase. There's an empowering. There's an increase. Gifts are falling. Heaven is open. Heaven is open. Heaven is open. There's a download happening from heaven, from heaven on your life, on your family, on your ministry, on your business, on everything you do. Heaven, 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 heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. This is my country. Zimbabwe where I came from and I ask you multiply your work in this nation increase it and I pray for Pastor Tom and Pastor Boni make them pillars pillars of revelation pillars fathers, father and mother to many and I pray for many who are called to be fathers and mothers here empower them and I thank you for the change in Zimbabwe in Jesus name everybody say amen everybody say amen hallelujah thanks for listening for more teachings and videos visit celebrationmen.org